We are Scott and Betsy Neismer, and this is Solid-ish, the honest marriage podcast where we believe if you want to be solid, you got to be real. And for today's episode, we had the honor of interviewing Steve and Carrie Childerson. Uh, Betsy, what did you think about our conversation with Steve and Carrie? They were awesome. I had so much fun with us. So Steve and Carrie, we've known them for a couple years now, and especially during this interview, what I loved about them is on through so much in their marriage mm-hmm. without changing who they really are. They actually became more yeah. of who they really were. Amen. And they'll talk about that, but it, it that that's really cool. And that's what I want people to know and understand about marriage is we don't have to change who we are. We don't have to be different. Right. So, um, yeah, you just gotta be real. Yeah. You dive deep on who you are and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. I don't know. My, my favorite part was Stephen Carey to give us a beautiful example of what conflict looks like for them these years down the road and how it, it's them making space for each other's yeah. emotions and how repair and healing comes out of that. that yes. was it's towards the end of the interview, so you're going to want to stick around and listen to that. But that was that just was cool. a wonderful, wonderful example. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, here is our very first episode and very first interview with Steve and Carrie Childerson. So I got, how long have you guys actually been married? Steve, you answer that question. It'll be 33 years in just a few weeks. Hot freaking dang. Yeah, how about that? that? There's a reason I throw it to him because I always goof it up and I make our children illegitimate. And he's like, oh, really, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done it since day one because I think I'm numerically dyslexic, but it's true. So I always go ask my husband. I have no idea. It's been a long time and it's all good. 33 years. That's amazing. Thank you. You're bound to have a lot of surprises come along. And like, what have you guys run into that has been towards the top of the heap as far as those surprises are? Looking back over the last 33 years, I think for me, and you can answer this for yourself, Carrie, as well, I I think the biggest surprise for me was realizing the baggage that I brought into our marriage that I wasn't aware of. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, you, when you grow up in a family, you think everything is normal. Mm -hmm. Right. You have no idea that the roles that you play as husband and wife, uh, Mm -hmm. may not necessarily be the, the healthiest way of interacting with each other. And I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, well, see, uh-huh. you're not because I, I was a perfect specimen when I got married. See, there you go. <laughs> well, no, I think, you know, we were, uh, first of all, full disclaimer, we were older when we got married compared to most people we know. Mm-hmm. Our first year of marriage was Steve going, what do you mean you're going to argue with me? My wife, my mother never argued with right. my father. <laughs> and that was one of our first arguments was, wait a minute, your mother never, I'm calling your mother. She never argued with your father? And is, That's not, true. Wow. Not in front of us. Mm-hmm. Really? Not in front of the boys. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. It, it, wow. I caught them having a heated discussion <laughs> once. <laughs> and it kind of, <laughs> it was kind of shocking. Uh, and it, wow. it was probably over something trivial. Or not. I don't know. Yeah. All I remember mm-hmm. was I, I observed my parents 
interacting with each other in a, in a way in which I'd never right. seen before. And I thought, oh, man, what's going on? Here? Right. Wow. Yeah. It's like, like it's almost like I just caught them having sex, except like they're just they're <laughs> fully clothed and just <laughs> yeah. mad at each other. It was that big to Steve, <laughs> though. It not, was. It right. Was exactly. Oh, yeah. Not nearly as traumatizing. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it, like, I mean, the emotions of that make a lot of sense to me. It's like, what is this thing? I've never seen this before. Now, all of a sudden, it's there. Can and I it sounds ask, scary. Can I ask how old do you think you were when that happened? I was probably 12. Wow. Mm-hmm. 12 years of not experiencing. That is a well-kept secret. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Whoa. I, and, and, he t- and And so when we had our first big argument as a married couple, Probably like I don't know, day week two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Like a normal person. Yeah, the, hun- the, honey- the honeymoon's over. Here yeah, we go. here we go. <laughs> I think I, I don't know if he thought I was going to change once the wedding ring went on because I was always a confrontational person. I always was like right. kind of even dating. Like I don't want to do that. What do you want to do? Well, mm-hmm. Let's you know, very very confrontational. Uh, I said, no, that's not true. Your parents had disagreements. And I called his mom. I did. I said, tell me you had disagreements with, with your husband. And she goes, mm. oh, yeah. But we didn't do it in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I grew up in a home where conflict was called dinner. You know, it was yeah. Yeah. my dad would <laughs> nice. say, I'm not happy about this. And my mom would say, well, I'm not happy about this. And we watched them kind of work through it. Mm-hmm. I, I know I don't ever remember feeling like, oh, my parents are arguing. It was more like my parents are working through something. Mm. And there were always these family meetings where we all got called in and dad sat in the big chair and we all kind of got the here's the <laughs> problem and here's the solution. And what do you think? And uh-huh. what do you think? And when it would actually involve you guys in the uh, feedback. Well, if it was involving us, okay. if it was a family issue. But my right parents, on. my wow. parents had disagree they never went in the other room and closed the door wow so i grew up in a home where there was conflict resolution in front of us and i didn't mm. think anything of it and I, th- that's such a big deal. i mean you just said that in passing but like yes there was conflict in front of us but also conflict resolution oh, yeah. in front of us yes. that's such a big deal in marriage mm-hmm. I and i that. think i think a lot of what i see in my office is people who come to me and say you know we don't want to fight anymore and I'm like, you know what? We we gotta right. fight. That's a part yeah. of relationship. It's it's how do we resolve? How do we mm-hmm. how do we figure that out after the fight? Because right. there's so yeah. many times where we watched our parents either not fight or fight, and then oh, they catch themselves halfway through the fight. They go behind closed doors, resolve it, not in front of their kids. So n- there's so many of us that really have no idea how to resolve conflict. Amen. Mm-hmm. So Steve, you show up to marriage thinking i'm not afraid of conflict like it's like conflict doesn't buy of course i can do that and then your brand new wife starts (laughs) 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 and that's like i didn't know i was terrified of this i I think a lot of it has to do with like a a lot of religion uh cultures will use shame and guilt Mm -hmm. as a way of manipulating and controlling and uh getting mm-hmm. people to do what you want uh yeah. if you grow up in that environment you don't talk about your problems Amen. Uh, you right. don't you don't admit that there's something wrong right yeah. and not, not until they're a testimony when the pain is cleaned up and it's at a safe yeah. distance yeah when right yeah. Exactly, and then you laugh about it yes, and it's right. a family yeah. joke like yep. remember when mm-hmm. that happened yeah. I'm, horri- I'm horrified i'm like mm-hmm. you did what yeah but that live right. raw conflict yeah. yeah you you don't want people to know that you're that you're struggling yes and so it's you know for me it was it was this realization that 
I'm, you know, I'm not a great husband. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh my goodness! Now what's going to happen? Oh, I so you know, remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like, man, and can I, I am gonna yeah. love the shit out of Betsy, right? <laughs> like it's. Like, I was like, I have been trained in it. Like I've seen all the movies where there's the jerk that's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like, I don't care about what you think, and I'm not connected with my emotions, and I don't emote. I'm a man. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so, like, I'm so aware and I can I can I can talk to her on that level. And I'm, I'm going to be like a servant and, and be really tuned in. And there's going to be no conflict. What Like, she's just going to want to have sex with me eight times a day because like, I'm going to be the perfect husband. Can yeah. I just kind of go? That, yeah. right? <laughs> Is yeah. that, was that really your inner male voice? It's well, it was one of those like wow. I had no idea that it was there. Wow. Mm-hmm. But in time, after digging and digging and doing the conflict, I realized, holy crap, that's ex- like it, it, there. It was very much in that fantasy world, but that fantasy world was totally there. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I, and then the crashing down mm-hmm. of like, w- what do you mean I'm not a perfect husband? I had no idea that I was so relationally unwoke. Oh. Well, and, 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 and from my perspective, I looked at him as I didn't think he wasn't a perfect husband. I loved him. Right. I thought this was our, I mean, my love is my passion. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if I'm passionate or I'm charged up about something and I'm discussing it with him, this has nothing to do with my judgment on him. It's just more like, whoa, where are you in this? Like, help me find the middle ground. So Amen. for me, I just thought, goodness, um, I wasn't saying to him, you're a bad husband. Right. I was just saying, hey, let's work through this. Yeah. Let's figure this out. And he would be like withdrawn and mm-hmm. like upset. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where are you? Where are you going? Right. What's exactly. happening here? Hey, and man. Then he'd say, well, yes. You're telling me this and don't use the word always. And I'm like, I'm not saying that. What are you hearing? Like, what are you hearing? Mm-hmm. It was a huge revelation. Our first year of marriage, we came the closest to ever getting a divorce mm-hmm. because yeah. of that mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, by the way, um, I, I don't throw that word out lightly, mm-hmm. but there were some times where I had to turn the volume up to get him to come back to the conversation. And yes. I'd be like, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. Like, hello. And, and if so I threw normal. the, the yes. D word out there, he'd be like, well, we don't do that. And I know right. we don't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Right. And you could probably watch the mm-hmm. panic in his eyes. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to bring the volume up and get his attention and say, come back and talk and deal with me. I I like I'm out, man. I'm yeah. out if you don't get in here. Yeah. I'm out. Right. Yeah. And he's right. like, we don't what what no no don't do that. That's man, I exactly I cannot it. even tell you how normal yes. that that exact yes. dynamic is. Right. Like there's there's the one person in the relationship that like no matter what the story is, if you've got the family that does the conflict or whatever, but like there's that person who is much more vocal in look if if I'm feeling disconnected from you. I'm going to say something about that. Mm-hmm. If I feel like you're gone or even you know, might step away from me, you're disconnected, whatever, like I'm going to mm-hmm. protest that. I'll start protesting that nicely, but when that doesn't work, I get less nice and less mm-hmm. nice and more and more angry and you more and more turn loud. You got to the volume and, up. Right, exactly. Because exactly. What, right, like when, when the first bid for your return didn't work, I start to panic that much more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so then I have to, right? But then guys like Steve and I, where we're like, what do you... We're dealing with this huge existential crisis, and now all of a sudden there's this scary person in front of us. 
Right? We're like, it does ah! not make you want to get closer. Right, exactly. No. It's <laughs> like I'm trying to save our marriage by keeping my surprise imperfections as far away from us as mm-hmm. possible, as yeah. non-destructive as possible. So, of course, I'm going to step away from you. Well, yeah. and, and you, and I know for a lot of people, maybe especially for a lot of guys, the fear or concerned that we might say the wrong thing yes keeps us from saying oh, anything yes <laughs> so we stay quiet we, with, we right. withdraw we stay quiet we're like mm-hmm. oh i'm gonna go work in the yard right, right. <laughs> amen steve yeah. used to say oh i love you i mean he'd be like uh oh, okay. i'm like yeah i know you love me i love right. you too what amen yes. it's like all, like all the systems are down sir what do we do hit the big red button <laughs> boom i love you honey everything should be fine now <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I it's mean it was so true like, though. He, yeah. We joke about it now, and Steve also is a person who uses humor to tap, like to sort of mm. let's just make a joke. And sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, very early on, I'd be like, "This is not funny," you know. I'm yeah. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yep. But I matured too. I had to mature. I had to grow up and go. Wait a second, what's going on here? So that I had better tools in my toolbox to use in communicating with him because I was not using the right tools. So mm-hmm. I was using mm-hmm. all the wrong tools. So we had to figure out how that worked. And I'll tell you what happened. Cause this yeah. Unless you want to. No, I was, I was like, I, I exactly. I want to do a deep dive exactly on that because it's you're right that like with that dynamic that gets set up for almost every marriage out there, mm-hmm. there's two things required. Otherwise, we end up in divorce. And that is the withdrawer needs to re-engage or at least learn how to do that process mm-hmm. and then like what eft calls the pursuer mm-hmm. right the, like the pursuer has to learn how to be soft in mm-hmm. their pursuit so it's like we need the re-engagement and we need the softness and when we can both figure that out then think like lord knows there's not now an absence of conflict mm-hmm. but we can do conflict safely like we can Mm -hmm. do conflict with trust and then actually get to the repair afterwards Mm -hmm. like so that's the goal so i want to hear from from both of you guys if i could like what what helped you or what did you learn along that process of re-engaging or softening so one of the things that happened to us and this was totally a god thing uh, we had had a first year marriage that was just turbulent and uh, very uh, frustrating for both of us Mm -hmm. and um, I was not throwing in the towel. He was not going to throw in the towel, but it was it was messy. I couldn't imagine 33 years of that. Right, right. Oh. But then we uh, got pregnant, and oh, we yeah. were pregnant, and suddenly our world got really like rocked yeah. because we were not expecting to get pregnant that soon, mm. but mm-hmm. it happened, and that was such a god thing because that baby and that pregnancy made us stop and completely reevaluate. Uh, what's going on here? Mm. And um, I would love to tell you that it, that was where all the perfection came in. But yeah. it didn't it took years because yeah. children, as you know, bring a, a right. whole other dynamic whole to the mix. Thing. Thank you for being honest. But yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it was, it, was, it was years and years. And anyone who knew, knew us in the early years would be like, yeah, that wasn't working yet. Right. So I think, because we were pretty transparent. And I think, uh, but our daughter was, uh, I was we, were, we were pregnant with Lauren. And so we looked at our world and went, you know what? Nobody around us does babies. Like we were living in the city. We didn't see babies anywhere at that point. It was the really? early, it was a very late eighties, early nineties wow. in Chicago. And it was a lot of young, you know, yep. people that didn't have children. They weren't on the subway. They weren't on the L train. They, wow. And I just went, I was working in a very high pressure position at that point. And I said, I can't do this. Yeah. I have yeah. to. We have to shift. And so Steve goes, let's go back to Michigan, Mm. which was so brilliant on his. It was such a sacrifice Mm. on his part. 
because it upended his dream and his career. But oh, he man. also was like, we'll find a way. Wow. So let's go back to Michigan. My parents were That's in really Ann Arbor. Cool, it was very big of him. It was yeah. incredibly, I still look back at that moment and go, how did I get, s I mean, I loved him in that moment because he was protecting Aww. me, he was protecting our child and he was protecting our marriage. Yeah. He really that. showed up. Yeah. He really, really showed, showed up. up. And then he started to really show up. And so he started really showing up in ways where, you know, when you're pregnant and you're, mm. I was working, we were living in my parents' basement. It was just like, wow. It's but they were so cool. I do not recommend <laughs> this to your listeners. We also Mo had our stint yes. to that. Yeah. <laughs> move, move into your parents' basement. It's so much fun. Right? <laughs> so it was just, it was that season of our life where we were forced to be humbled Mm. We were forced to lean into each other instead mm -hmm. of being, you know, independent individuals fighting yeah. our turf. And we had this nice. baby on the way. Mm. And uh, it was it was a really good time to figure some things out. Not all things, but some things. And then I think he watched me as I was, you know, laboring and having a baby. And he was like, this is amazing. But I was mm -hmm. watching him through the whole period mm -hmm. just pull out all the stops to be that guy. Aww. And I Very thought, cool. wow. You know, my mom and dad always used to joke because he was the only son-in-law. And my mother would say, he's my favorite son-in-law. And she goes, you <laughs> married yeah. the right guy. And I oh, knew that. Ooh, wow. nice. So I love that about, I love that season of our life with him. I think those are so crucial, especially yes. early in marriage. It's yes. like, look, we don't get to trust each other for the long haul yet. Because mm -hmm. we don't have enough history and we haven't been through enough mess. So what do we need? We need some of those external factors that give us that staying power that say, mm -hmm. look, this looks like, stupid to you guys right now from your perspective you're not really supposed to feel anything else except this is ridiculous if i stay with this person a day longer i'm a fool <laughs> right but those <laughs> external factors saying look you can do this and let me i also want to clarify one thing too even in that first year of marriage steve was showing up but it was so toxic in in the mm. environment we were in and trying to figure out that first year of marriage which is mm -hmm. always it's hard someone wants it to be that's the worst year of marriage your it first is. year is people say oh i'm just in my honeymoon period i'm like <laughs> whoa okay whatever we had a honeymoon it was great but it, yeah so I, yeah. I but i do look at and i hope you agree with this statement because i don't think i've ever verbalized this i do look at that first year as the cement that really was the foundation mm. where it was only one place to go that was up. And mm -hmm. I knew coming out of that year, especially into the next year when we were pregnant and we were back in living in Michigan, I knew that that was that we were going to make it. I, I, even looking nice. back on the mm. tough, tough times, I was resolved that in my head, there was, there was no end. This marriage was going to the long haul. Mm. And I had a, um, I don't remember when I said it to you, maybe it was right after we got engaged, but I said, I, let's build a life together. I want to, because he was like, what do you want? And I go, I want to build a life with you. Aww. I want to build a, you know, a story with you. And so That's cool. I knew we were on our path and I, I knew our story that. was going to get weird, but I knew it was going <laughs> to be good. So anyway. I anyway, love that. That is, that's really cool. Aww. And I think yeah, while that first year was, the cement or the foundation i think personally i re i recognized that if we're going to lay a foundation sometimes there's some demo that needs to take place <laughs> in mm -hmm. internally mm -hmm. and i realized that i had roots where i was going to put a foundation those needed to be torn out mm -hmm. um maybe there was some um previous foundation pseudo foundations mm -hmm. that existed there and i thought you know what i 
I really need to address some of my uh, selfish tendencies. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're when you wait until later in life to get married, mm-hmm. you get used to thinking of yourself. Yes. Amen. You have to. first and yeah. foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and so there I was in my late twenties, thinking, you know, and I'm doing okay. I, I you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm starting to starting to build a career. I'm starting to become a little bit more self-sufficient. And you get used to thinking not of somebody else first, but mm-hmm. you start thinking of yourself mm-hmm. because yep. that's that's mm-hmm. normal. Yep. Amen. And then you realize how abnormal it is when you're in a marriage relationship mm. and you go, oh, I got to think differently <laughs> and throw in a new baby on the way. Right. And you know, now, just a small little thing. Yeah. yeah and, and you realize oh, it is so not about me. It, you've got nice. to really adjust the your priorities, realizing that if you want to be a good husband, if you want to be a good dad, you've you've just got to get to the place where you take joy in in making other people happy mm-hmm. and doing things mm-hmm. for other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, like as I listen to you guys, I'm I'm hit with a couple of things. Carrie, if I'm hearing you right one of the things that really helped you in softening towards Steve of like for, for these times after we go through this crucible and I feel him not showing up. Well, I'm I'm a little less panicked now because we went through, you know, this, this baby transition where Mm -hmm. I, like I saw him pull out all the stops Mm -hmm. and that implanted in your head. Like it's, you know, he could have told you, Hey, I'm going to be there for you no matter what. Like, I'm going to make the sacrifices. I'm going to show it. Like, at the end of the day, I'm here for you. He could have said those words in, you know, in like three three months. Exactly. I got to experience him doing that. And that's Mm -hmm. what implanted it into your head. And okay, now moving forward, I get to be less panicked. Right. And Mm -hmm. therefore a little softer to him for those more minor things where he doesn't show up. It's it's almost like the different type of learning styles that we have, right? There's the book learning and then there's the experiencing, the let me go out and touch it and feel it and experience it. And that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what really got into your heart Mm -hmm. for him to show up for you, not saying the words. It was you experiencing him showing up for you that really made your heart feel settled and secure with your husband yeah i do think sometimes that uh, for myself personally i can't speak for every woman but i think sometimes we have these managed expectations of well Mm -hmm. this is what it must look like so if Mm -hmm. he's not doing these things then he's really not here Mm -hmm. and i was missing some of those things in that first year as Mm -hmm. well so and then you can't help but ask questions about like okay well why is that happening Mm -hmm. right right like mm -hmm. you know it's just it's just better to i mean Okay, this is so simple, but so classic. So Steve said to me one day, do you have a tissue? And this is like in the first year of marriage. Do you have a tissue in your purse? I had, like, I had allergies. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was yes. going to cry. I was uh-huh, making him uh-huh, cry. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, he had allergies. And I said, no, I, I don't carry tissue. I actually grew up in a home where we didn't buy tissue because my mother would say, well, there's toilet paper. Toilet Just paper, pull your nose yes. that way, right? Yeah, right. I'm the, literally so, the exact yep. same. Yeah, yep. so, okay. And But Steve grew up with a mother who always carried tissues because she had allergies in her purse. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't. He goes, why, why don't you carry tissues? He, finally, the third ask, he's like, why Why don't you do that? Could you do that? And, carry? and I was like, what? And he goes, my mother always carried tissues in her purse. And I went, 
well, guess what? I'm not your mother. <laughs> the classic yeah. statement. And, just, like, yes. so, and we just stood there looking at each other. And I go, that's so funny because that's kind of where I went, oh, look at that. One of those, yeah, unsaid yeah, and expectations. And right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, why aren't you mm-hmm. getting up early on Saturday morning with me like my dad used to do and do mm-hmm. chores around yeah, the house? Yeah, right, right, right. Because you're not, um, you know, I was just like all this crazy stuff that mm-hmm. we do. I'm like, oh. <laughs> right. Steve, when you were sharing about like, okay, what, what helped you re-engage or start showing up a little bit more, what I'm hearing for you was it, it wasn't so much like, all right, you know, look Carrie's getting pissed and she's telling me what she needs. And so like, I'm, I'm feverishly taking notes behind her back. What's the list of like making Carrie happy and how do I do all these things and keep it all straight and like this most complicated flow chart ever. But instead you started diving deep on yourself. Yes. That is so courageous. Mm-hmm. So courageous. And, and that, that is, hard is to do. right. For, and for what Betsy and I know about what works for couples and what really helps with jars reengage is exactly that. Mm-hmm. You do the courageous thing, not of trying to become a better person, bigger, faster, stronger, whatever, mm-hmm. but like you dive in deep and you figure out what's actually there. Not necessarily mm-hmm. to, ch- to change it, but just to know, to ask it questions. What is the stuff that might need some trimming? Yes, but also what are the things inside of me that are an asset mm-hmm. that I'm afraid mm-hmm. to use? Right. I love that. Mm. I, I wonder if some of that had to do with my training as an actor and realizing that uh, there were certain roles that I was being asked to play that I was ill-equipped. Mm-hmm. And I and I was like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I wrap my brain around this character? And realizing that, man, I'm bringing my own baggage mm-hmm. into this role. And I've got to recognize what are the things that are blocking me mm-hmm. from playing this role well. And then being in a marriage and it's a real role. It's uh, the role right. of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Totally and you true. realize what are the things that... I, that are blocking me from being a better husband and being uh, being a better dad. And uh, now, thankfully, I love that. I, mm-hmm. what's I, blocking me? Yeah, yeah. What's, what what I is it? That. What are the what are the things that that are preventing me from being able to mm-hmm. be the best person I can be? Yeah, and yeah. I think that's I one of the things that attracted me to Carrie was mm. she drew out of me not always in the most graceful way but <laughs> but certainly in an effective way right she drew those things out of me mm. helped me to recognize that um uh, that there were areas that uh there was a call for change uh, mm-hmm. for me if i was going to love her better um that i needed to recognize what are the things that i'm bringing into this marriage that are not helping mm. yeah nice and i, I love the this kind of I'm, I'm hearing like the undertones of in the way that i pursue that depth is not through shaming means what the hell's wrong with me i have to change this and if i can't change this or if i can't change it quickly or if it like i'm garbage right like i'm, I'm not a good husband i'm not you know she's gonna realize that i'm so far beneath what she actually deserves or needs and so she's gonna leave me or whatever mm-hmm. and instead what i'm hearing is the undertones of look there is a legitimate reason why this block is happening mm-hmm. and so i need to sit with that i need to understand that and that yeah. like it's you're still gunning after the exact same outcome 
but the heart behind it and the way that's done, mm-hmm. like one is extremely harsh against the self and the other one is very kind and loving. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just want to highlight that. That's really cool. What's mm. really interesting about all this is in the same time as all this is kind of going on, our faith journey is also becoming uh, uh, of experiencing grace mm. and forgiveness in our own faith journey, which was paralleling about the same time at our marriage and our faith journey. So mm-hmm. uh, we were learning to experience grace in a very unique way experiencing God's grace yeah. in a very unique way. And Amen. so we were able to, as we were really acknowledging an, a God's grace in our life, we were able to then extend it to ourselves nice. personally. And then also to say, okay, I need to, mm-hmm. you know, I need to be more graceful with you. Um, yeah. It was oh, a big that. journey. Part of my story was just, that was when I really came to understand my relationship with God. Mm. And so I think for me, that was for part of it, but we both were, we were both in that, that kind of, Man, we better be able to, so much grace has been extended to us. We better be uh, graceful with ourselves and each mm-hmm. other. Nice. So I'm I'm curious if you guys can give us an example of these days, what does a typical fight actually look like or sound like? And then compared with, all right, this is what it looks like now. This is what it used to look like. And then same thing with the repair. You know, back in the day, how did we right did we even get to repair or how how did we do that and then today what does that repair look like uh, do you remember something recently i'm trying to think i know i've probably been frustrated you've been frustrated with me well it's difficult for us to find something recently mm. and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you as difficult as it is learning how to own your own shit and recognizing that you know if it's a financial thing you go oh i didn't do this and i should have done it and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm so frustrated taking responsibility is a Mm -hmm. big deal and and it's like i want to do the hallelujah hands "Hmm." i got got something i just remembered something it this i think this is a good example and and where it happened was even better so we were right here in this living room. Our married daughter and her husband were in the room. Steve, um, we had played euchre the night before with some friends. Mm-hmm. And I had said to our our kids, I go, hey, you guys want to play euchre tonight? And I'm not the world's greatest euchre player, but I'm really working hard at it. I've been playing mm-hmm. on, on the computer, trying to perfect my, you know, <laughs> nice, my, nice. whatever. And so Steve, We'll have to sit and play with you. We love euchre. <laughs> we do. <laughs> You're we on. Really do. <laughs> um, now that you know I'm not that good. Anyway, yeah, so. Right. Yeah. But I've been working at it, and I'm sensitive about this. And, and I'm sensitive mm-hmm. about being teased about something that I'm feeling insecure mm-hmm. about. And I'm remember, sure. I use humor. Yeah, but not always appropriately. Right. Yes. Go, go ahead. Honey. So, I appreciate this foreshadowing. Yeah. So, yes. so, <laughs> so Steve stands up and makes, I can't remember what it was, but it was like a, a humorous comment put down toward me and my, my euchre mm-hmm. talents mm-hmm. and how he wasn't going to be my partner. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that really, that's not nice. And mm-hmm. I was like, and our kids were and I go, that is so not nice. You you know how that hurts me. I mean, mm. my dad used to make comments like that. And you know that goes right to my little eight-year-old heart. <gasps> and he was like, I'm so sorry. You're right. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. And I went, nice. and my daughter does this. Mom, he said he's sorry. And I'm like, and I went, I know. And I was like, okay, because it came pretty fast. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I forgive you. But wow, it just really, I was even sitting there going, that really hurt. Like, yeah. whoa, yes. I have some unresolved daddy issues right now mm-hmm. not with steve but 
And so I was like, oh but my man, gosh. That's, that's like wow. my favorite example in the world. Yes, that's <laughs> incredible. What was really interesting about that is so we resolved it. We were good. Yes. We were fine. In fact, mm-hmm. it was, it, I'm done. But, but then I think it gave our kids later an opportunity to say, hey, by the way, I didn't like it when you did that. And nice. They yes. It. And I oh, went, yes. I think we gave them permission to work through something there. But amen. Hum, I'm know, doing hallelujah yes. hands again. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's so much here that I want to say that you did so beautifully mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that's so difficult to do. And when I, when I see couples in my office, it's so hard to get under that initial anger. Mm-hmm. You did this. That was mean. And I'm now I'm mad at you. Instead, you, you touched on that and said, because it's hitting this eight year old little girl when my yeah. dad used yes. to say that to oh. me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And that is something where now, Steve, you can come in and say, oh, it's not just this angry right. woman, like, scary woman. It's this eight-year-old little girl. And yeah. you can right. have compassion yeah. exactly. for right. that. It's not like I'm not going to bark, but like, woman, stop overreacting. <laughs> right. This is what yeah. you always do. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, I think I think he's, because our friends say, or we have some friends who like know us very well. Steve's the romantic. He's a romantic. Mm. He's a feeler. I will mm. use feeling words with him to help him understand. Like, I'll say, I'm hurt. I don't say I'm mm. mad. I'm like, that hurt. Nice. Because yeah. if I'm mad, then it's Duke's up. Exactly. Oh, totally. Exactly. If I'm mad, really, what are you mad? Are you mad or you hurt, Carrie? Because I have to yes. kind of think through those things. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. And I tend nice. to be, because he's the romantic and I tend to be the thinker. Mm-hmm. I can feel, but I'm more of an analytical thinker. So I'll come out swinging, but then I'm like, that hurt me. Yes. Mm-hmm. It hurt. And, oh. and he immediately, you saw in his face, he's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yes. I get it. That was amazing. Oh. Yeah, right. So, so Carrie actually went vulnerable instead of staying protected in the anger. Mm-hmm. Steve, mm-hmm. yes, that vulnerability helps you show up for her, but you totally could have chosen be like well like here's the conflict again and in front of the kids and uh, like now i'm or going to my shame children. stuff <laughs> yeah right or what i see a lot too is explaining yourself well i, well, I didn't mean to hurt oh, you it was yes. just a joke yes. oh no he just said i'm so sorry and that right. is perfect yeah you perfect. let it move you steve that mm-hmm. you let her hurt hurt you touch your heart yeah. and then you could show up for her that right there is what creates some of the most beautiful moments that i have mm-hmm. in my office is you know one person like look i don't want to be hurting this way this is something that's happening to me in this mm-hmm. moment like if i got to choose to feel my feelings right now <laughs> i would choose something else mm-hmm. right and yet really really tempting to be like, well what i meant was da, 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 because if you could just really understand where i was mm-hmm. coming from then you wouldn't have to be suffering this way and if i don't step in and intervene and try and lift you out of that suffering what does that make me like, that makes me a bad husband right. that makes me unloving right <laughs> so there's all this stuff yeah. driving us into okay i have to manage this somehow but instead you took the courage route and you mm-hmm. said, look, regardless of all of those things, of who I am, of what I intended, of how I'm seen right now by my wife or by my kids, regardless of all of those things, I want to show up for my wife's pain because that's what really matters. That's what's real and happening in the room. Everything else is theory, mm-hmm. but this is real experience. And so that's what I'm going to show up and hold and say, you know what? I did do that. Yep. I did just hurt you right now. And, I think and it that matters. Yes. And oh, that yes. matters to yeah. me. I felt heard. Exactly. And, and oh. that's repair. Mm-hmm. That is repair. Beautiful. It, and I think at one point in my life, I probably would have given a fake apology and said something like, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry that you're right. so sensitive. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that was you, that was your one and two, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I, I promise you, I've never said that in my life. Yeah. Right, right, Betsy? Yeah, can yeah, can you yeah. back me up on that? Wink, wink. Like, wait, a minute, weren't we supposed to be honest? <laughs> Stop lying, Scott. <laughs> That's amen. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. All the time, because I was willing to get vulnerable. I could actually show up for her heart because I actually made space for her feelings as they mm. are. I felt heard. And then like Betsy said, boom, repair. That's and repair. That it builds trust. It builds intimacy. It builds that solid foundation that all of us are looking for in our marriages, mm. that you are someone I can rely on is quote unquote stupid as a squabble over a Euchre tournament. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Those are those moments that, that, well, you don't think about how pivotal they can be because yeah. there's a lot of, you know, I've yeah, obviously there's, we have our little hurts in our life that kind of, it always amazes me the things that sort of bubble up and you're like, where did that come from? Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, as you get older, you kind of remember where that came from mm-hmm. um, nice. as you're, if you're yeah. doing some work there. And, and right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and it can change your narrative too, right? When he shows up for you, that eight year old little girl. That eight-year-old little girl starts to heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And that's what's really cool. Yeah. And instead of her having to get loud and angry to, in order to mm-hmm. protect herself, like she can actually stay vulnerable because she knows I've got a safe person in yes. the room with me. And ju- so just it's in case we deal. actually get any listeners for this podcast, <laughs> I, I want to throw out a quick affirmation to the listeners. So you guys, like you went through that repair process, which was beautiful. But then, Carrie, you mentioned earlier how, like, okay, that exchange happened. And did you feel better instantly? No. Like, no. that, like the emotions mm-hmm. of that take away. Because mm-hmm. that's totally a wave. Mm-hmm. And, oh like, yeah. we, can, we can do the repair process at the peak of that wave, which is awesome. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden I get to, like, drop the wave and go about my peaceful right. life. Right. It's like, look, I'm going to be finishing this wave. It's going to mm-hmm. be a minute before I actually feel better, mm-hmm. even though we did actually successfully mm-hmm. do the repair already. I think the hope then is that our children um, can somehow learn from us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Here's where we used to be, we, like, totally surprised mm. by our baggage. We had yeah. no idea. Uh, totally surprised of, like, all right, l- you know, when we're dating, I'm thinking that this guy is going to keep showing up for me the way he has like he's going to keep accepting me for my conflict comfortable self right exactly (laughs) and and now like so okay so i'm super surprised by my baggage super surprised that all of a sudden he's disappearing on me we go through our panic we're like we get close to divorce is this actually going to be a thing that has legs to go the distance we get these you know external factors that give us that staying power hey you guys can do this right like you really did marry the right guy, I got to see and experience the showing up. And then you fast forward to today where not only is there less conflict in general, you know, our tolerance for it is better, but then specifically that, that beautiful representation of, all right, a hurt happened, not because it was intended, but just mm-hmm. because hashtag life, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> And we we just like boom, 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 went through the repair process. I got vulnerable. I showed up for you. I felt heard repair. And then mm-hmm. right, and, the, and then the, the feelings get to pass in time and we got to have a really good rest of the night and we got to model that for our kids. Mm-hmm. The thing that I want to stress about in the middle of all of this is none of that is possible unless you guys got courageous. Had you not been courageous we would have never figured this stuff out, but because both of you, both of you were willing to dive deep 
and right figure out the stories and be willing to share those stories out loud mm -hmm. that transition got to happen i think that is so cool very very well done encouraging story i love it it was so cool to sit with steve and carrie over the course of this interview they it was cool to see how vulnerable they got mm -hmm. and um, and how amazing. open they were. That was such a gift to us. So thanks, Steve and Carrie, for, for giving Amen. us that gift. Amen. And thank you, listeners, for uh, tuning in to our first solid-ish episode. First episode. What, what? If this was valuable to you, please let us know that. Mm -hmm. Leave a comment. Uh, find us online and... Share it, with yeah, your friends. Yes, share with our friends. Uh, send us an email. Uh, whatever your way of communicating with us, uh, just let us know that this is valuable to you. And also, please feel free to ask questions. Mm -hmm. uh, questions about us, questions about what this is, um, but specifically questions about marriage. I mm -hmm. mean, if you've got struggles, um, we would love to help you out. We would love to make an episode specific to whatever you're going through. Mm -hmm. um, so let us know, and that would be awesome. Thank you. All right, y'all. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. <laughs>